Today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at SeatGeek, the best and easiest to use ticket platform out there. They take the confusion out of buying tickets using a 0 to 10 scoring system and a green is good, red is bad color rating system so you and your loved ones get the best deal possible. So whether it's going to see our beloved Red Legs at Great American Ballpark, the Bengals over at Paycor, FC Cincinnati, one of the area college teams, or pretty much anything in between, use promo code RIVERFRONT at checkout and receive $20 off your first order. Click the link in the show notes to download the app and get started. That's Riverfront, one word, for 20 bucks off. Yeah, we did, man. Dude, we hit the the Nate. Nate Dodson is dashing, by the way. Next time I see him, he's a dashing man. But he hit the freaking the seat geek thing. We got our intro. Hey, we're back on track. Let's back go. Back on track. Back on track. It only, took, <laughs> only took three weeks of off-season baseball. <laughs> oh. We are rolling. Good, 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 good. Yeah, Sydney, literally in here. Let's see how the opening goes. We nailed it. Yes, this sir. Thanks, <laughs> Sid. Thank you. Thanks for playing the intro. Hey, we are back on track. Let's go. Back on track. And Steven, <laughs> I'm going to send you a text message later. I need to get you on the show next week. So if you're available, holla at your boy. But my name is Tim Daniel. His name is Ben Brown. And welcome to this week's edition of Late Night Reds as we continue our Position by position series, we're talking about the bullpen today because who doesn't want to talk about the bullpen, right? Let's uh, go. During, Absolutely. Yeah. The third week of the offseason. <laughs> it's a necessity if we're going to go position by position. So, Hey, we're in it, baby. We're in it. Yeah. Let's do it. We're in it. So it is kind of weird that I don't have to do the SeatGeek promo this week since Nate did it for us. So that's pretty nice. I'm gonna start uh, calling him Dashing Nate Dotson. Dashing Nate Dotson. You know, like like Dashing Cody Rhodes. Remember that one? Yeah, I do Dashing, remember that. Dashing Nate Dotson. Yeah. Well, if you uh, if you feed his ego, he makes you get hair on his head. So. <laughs> he called uh, me out for my bald joke last week, so I had to make sure I got oh, him again. Man. Oh yeah. yeah. So. No doubt. 
all good in the hood. But uh, before we do get to everything, I do, of course, want to make sure we shout out our Patreon fam who put this all together for us. Patreon.com slash Cincy. If you're not a member yet, now's the time to be. Having a lot of fun out there. I mean, where else can you go talk about how the Bengals bye week went as doo-doo as doo-doo can get? Where else can you talk about Victor Wenbinyama's 30-foot Inspector Gadget arms and the Cincinnati Red Doll in one place other than the Riverfront Patreon? Man, I you bring up Wimbignana, like I, 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 I have full disclosure. I was telling Tim, I'm in the we're in like the last parts of our football season. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Things are crazy, and I, I very rarely get to catch a few things. But I watched him. He just happened to pop up. The Golden State game was on, and that guy is just freakishly long and athletic. And the things he's able to do are just insane. Like it's. It's weird. It's it's really weird to watch him play, but he's 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 going to be really good. Yeah, he's gonna. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, you had a you guys got another win this week. I saw Isaac, yeah, man. I saw Isaac got a pick. That looked that was yeah. nice. Yeah, man, it was cool. So it is uh, it was a big district win for us. It secured a home playoff game. So in two weeks, uh, we'll have a home playoff game against Martha Lane Collins High School. So. Mm. Uh, is super excited about that against a really good Dixie team, man. A Dixie team that uh, they they gave us fits. I mean, they're they're super physical, uh, super athletic, and uh, we were happy that we didn't play our greatest game, but we played well enough to win. So, take take quotes from Zach Taylor. It's better to win ugly <laughs> than you know what I mean. Win pretty. So, we we'll take them any way we can get them now these days. So it's it was good stuff. Speaking of physical and super athletic, I went and saw Kiss on Thursday night. Oh, how was that? Awesome, awesome, dude! I, I need to do that. I, Kiss is one of my Kiss is one of my uh, secretly favorite groups. Really, like I, I've yeah, I've known you for a long time. I never knew this. Yeah, I, I I get down with some Kiss. I like Kiss. Um, they're they're one of those groups that like if if I'm riding around solo, like you you may catch me listen to a few, to to some Kiss. Like they, I I do enjoy some Kiss can see Ben just driving around bumping the Detroit Rock City. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> also a great movie, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Before we lose our, all of our listeners for the night, um, let's go ahead and get it real quick. Um, this is where we're at now. Currently in the top of the fourth, it's one-to-one in the in game six of the ALCS between the Astros and the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been fascinating. Uh, and then on the other end, tomorrow we have game six of the Phillies and Diamondback series. Um, I want to see the Phillies. I mean, I, I love the Diamondbacks. I really enjoyed, yeah. but the Phillies are so freaking fun. And yeah. uh, I would love to see them get back to the series, man. Uh, yeah, but yeah. a Rangers Diamondbacks full series would be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be. I I like the Phillies because I, I just feel like any team that goes up there and just tries to hit tanks, I love. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the whole game plan. They're like, they like play like a beer league yeah, softball team. Yeah. They're like, we ain't fighting singles. Forget that. You know, uh, hitting, you know, stealing, hitting, and running. Forget all that crap. Hope we just hit bombs. That's what wow. we do. So, so like any team that gets up there, a beer league just trying to hit tanks. Like, there's no reason why you would have Kyle Schwarber on your team, hope, but to hit <laughs> tanks out the right. like, right. he, he He does not play, do anything well for you defensively. He's not going to uh, move a runner from second to third with a pop fly. That's not his job. His job is to hit taters. So, watching them guys just hit bombs is, is a lot of fun. So, I would love, I, I do. I want to see the Phillies make it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did you know that Kyle Schwarber's from Middletown? 
Yeah, you know what? We met Kyle Schwarber because he was a Cincinnati Flame, and my kid played for the Flames, and he actually came and did a meet and greet with oh. our kids when we when we were ten U. If I search back through my phone far enough, I bet I have a picture with Isaac with Kyle Schwarber. Hmm. How about yeah. that? Pretty pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, we we got a chance to meet him. I uh, ten U, so it was probably six years ago. He was a good dude. Yeah. Came yeah. in, spoke to the kids. Actually, had a really good message. Former Indiana Hoosier. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, but just figured we got we had to make sure Kyle Schwarber was mentioned on a Cincinnati-based show, so we had to make sure we mentioned that he was from Middletown. Oh, and uh, the Rangers just uh, took a two-run lead. So just just like that, just like that. <laughs> See, Aroldis Chapman once again won a World Series for being a middle-of-the-year trade candidate. Mm-hmm. Be kind of cool. absolutely. <laughs> um, Let's check this out real quick because this was announced today, uh, this weekend. I mean, a little Friday, I guess. Whew. But how about Spencer Steer and Matt McLean? First team all rookie, which I didn't realize baseball actually had. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I didn't either. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Steer making as a DH, McLean making as the second baseman. Uh, shout out our boys doing big things. We talked about them all year, but they were probably the two best positional players in the team. We saw. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, at some point, one of those guys carried us offensively, right? One or the other. I mean, they they were incredible all year. You know, our season started to make take a down, like not really a downturn, but our our playoff chances became less likely when Matt McClain got hurt because mm. he was one of the two guys that we knew that consistently would go one for three or two for four with an RBI in our lineup. And once he, once he went down, our our lineup kind of took a turn for the worse. So, uh, super cool to see them guys uh, get recognized. Um, we said that all year that we thought that that Steer or McLean before he got hurt should have been up for rookie of the year. And and uh, it was cool to see them uh, get that recognition. Yeah, absolutely. So it was Jonah Heim hit the two run bomb. Mitch Garver was on the basis. So, okay. So Mitch Garver making, putting a stamp. This is the Mitch Garver game. He hit the homer in the first <laughs> inning. I was going to say he did hit the homer in the first inning. Yeah. So I think that's going to put him out of the Reds' uh, potential buying uh, candidacy. So, yeah. Um, by the way, <laughs> before we get into this bullpen talk that I know everyone's just dying to hear, um, local Luke, you like it? I'm excited. I, I love it. I, yeah. I sent it to you as soon as I saw the tweet go out, man. I sent it right to you. I was, I was very happy. I know we had talked about that before about him being a, a, a great option, uh, for us either as a backup or a, a semi-starter guy as a catcher. Um, and we talked about it. There's not a whole lot of catching options out there where you can go out and get a guy that's as reliable as he is behind the plate, not only defensively, but uh, his, his bat is not bad. I mean, he's he's uh, he's going to be a 235 to 250 hitter, and he's going to you know do the things that you need him to do as a backup catcher. So great signing by the Reds. I, I, and he's a local kid, which is really cool to see. So uh, they made the right move with, with signing a local Luke. Yeah. I feel like when I look back at local Luke's season – um, you know, you mentioned 235 in that area. It's probably going to be who he is. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like that 235 was anytime they needed something. Yep. So there's Clutch. that, yeah, there's that Cleveland game when they're still in the hunt the last week of the year. And he has a huge, 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 a uh, couple, like three hit game. Um, it was kind of, he kind of always put those kind of games together yep. when he did get hits. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's a good move. Like we said, I mean, I think just running it back with those two with what the market looks like. Because yeah. um, I don't think many teams are going to be trading catchers at, at the winter. No, so, no. And, I, I like, and like it. we talked about, yeah, like we talked about before, like the catching position 
um, is so, I mean, it, it's so sporadic. Like you're never, it, it's very rare where you're just going to get a catcher that's going to dominate your batting order or dominate your lineup. So to have two guys that, that are pretty reliable, like Tyler Stevenson had a down year, but he's still a top tier catcher as far as, you know, batting, you know, he's, his fielding isn't the greatest, but he's still one of those guys that, you know, you're, you're it's hard to find those type of guys with that kind of consistency. So I, I, I like that. I like that they did that. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, let's get into a little bullpen conversation, baby, because why wouldn't we? Time to go. Warm it up. First things first, when we get into this conversation, I demand the bullpen car makes its return. I know Great American Ballpark is not necessarily, it's basically a hop and a skip from yeah. the bullpen round, but come on now. I think every yeah. stadium should have one. Like even like the Giants, where they forgot to put the bullpens in the stadium, and it's like, on the first <laughs> I just sort of <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone. Should yeah, I, I, you know what? The bullpen car was phenomenal, uh, oh. and the bullpen car was awesome because they they always had the bullpen car, and, they, and the guy with the coming out of the bullpen always had that big heavy jacket on, yep. trying to stay warm to come <laughs> in. <laughs> they they need to bring a. I want the big heavy starter jackets and the bullpen car. That's dope. When he come in, yeah. take off his jacket, get good and warm. <laughs> I love it. So. I'm, I'm all in for that. By the Absolutely. Way, I noticed with my sweatshirt today, I'm, I'm rocking the house. Um, never knew this about you since you told me earlier you were a Kiss guy, and I didn't know this. What house are you? Oh, hold on. Let me think. This is a serious question, by the way. I know. I know. Let me get back to you on it. Let me get yeah. back to you on it. It's, it's, it's. Anyone in the yeah. chat who knows how this goes and has taken those like random ass BuzzFeed personality quizzes, please let us know what you think about <laughs> Ben Brown is in in the Hogwarts. Uh, so <laughs> very important information. Very important. It may have something to do with our Halloween episode next week. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into this evaluating the Reds bullpen. And um, so look, let's go with the preface like we always do with these. We understand these numbers can be a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is obviously a team that had a really bad stretch post All Star break. Uh, we're pretty darn good for a long time. Um, but overall, so 16th in the league in ERA, so about league average. Uh, we're the first in the league in saves because uh, that man right there is elite at his job, being Alexis mm-hmm. Diaz. Um, 21st in the league in hits, 19th in earned runs, and 21st overall on whip. I was not able to necessarily find the percentage of um, inherited runners they let score, but I would have to say it's probably about a 97.12%. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it's, uh, it's pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty high. Pretty yeah. high. So Sydney's Sydney's Hufflepuff. Okay, I dig it. Grace is too. Okay. Um, so okay. we got that going on. Um, so there was that. And I think, you know, if you look at when let's kind of go through back. So we talked we talked about starting pitching and just how like how little innings they threw in times. Um, the bullpen really did their thing for a good stretch mm-hmm. of the year, but we all kind of knew all these guys were kind of pitching over their head, right? I mean, we knew that this was something where, um, you know, you look at the Derek Laws, who Chad and Nate always joke about. If you saw him on the street, the last thing you would think was professional athlete. Um, and mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Um, <laughs> you know, Derek Law, uh, Ian Jabot, who I know looked like his numbers look good, but it was a lot of like, all right, we're relying on Ian Jabot. Yeah, you know, when we talked about inherited runner number, uh, yeah, 
Yeah. His was probably pretty high. Right. Yeah. So um, there was that. And then, um, you know, Lucas Sims had an up and down year. So kind of curious. We're going to get into that a little later, like what everyone's kind of situation looks like, because they're all arbitration eligible still going into this, whether it's uh, Alexis Diaz is pre-arbitration. So he still is going to be the greatest bargain in baseball as far as the bullpen pitcher for another couple of years. Um, So we'll kind of get to that real quick. But here is uh, bullpen IL stints. There's a lot of them. And this is just the key names. I didn't get into like everybody. Uh, To CJ Anton, as we know, missed majority of the year with uh, Tommy John recovery uh, from 2021. Looked really, really good before he kind of uh, looked like aggravated again. Um, Fernando Cruz, who is on the IL from April 30th to May 26th. And once again, from uh, September 1st to September 8th, really liked what he did this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Derek Law was on on the IL from the start of the season until July 2nd. Casey Legamina was on the IL from May 14th to June 11th. And then June 21st to September 4th, they sent him to Louisville. And then he came up the last week of the season. Uh, yeah. So does that. Reaver San Martin from May 9th, to, which is not his height. He, he did, it, was, it was May 9th. Um, and then Lucas Simpson to start the season until April 16th. And Alex Young from August 26th to 918. So as we talk about what all they kind of did this year, this kind of is something where we got to give these guys their flowers a little bit too, because, mm-hmm. and this is where I got to give guys like got to give Jabo some credit because he yeah. literally did not miss. He, he pitched the most games of anyone in baseball and he did not get go to the IL at all. Alexis Diaz looked gassed at times this year, but did not yeah. go to the IL. So like, yeah, that's just kind of think that's kind of one of those things that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I think that, I mean, as, as much as we talk about Jabo, I mean, he, he was a guy that, that, for good, bad, or indifferent, was re- was reliable as far as he's going to be there every game. He's going to be a guy that that never put a stint on the IL. Uh, he was a guy that would come in in horrible situations. He was a guy that would come in in great situations. He was he was steadily and consistently good, bad, or indifferent. He was a guy that you could always bring in and give you something. Yeah. So, pro, you know, props to him for that. And, of course, we already talked about what Alexis Diaz meant. I mean, he was our lone all-star, a guy that came in and and got some really, really big saves, uh, you know, two-inning saves, four-out saves. Um, he came in and, and did his thing and was an all-star. So, and, and, you know, to his credit, you could tell uh, towards the end of the year, dude, he was sauced. I mean, he was done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, he was. you could, t- I mean, you really could, I mean, you could tell he was, he was done and he just gutted through it. Um, you know, trying to get outs, trying to, you know, help his team get wins and, and, uh, big ups to him. I mean, because he, you could tell with about, mm, I would say with about a month to go left in the season, dude, he was done. He was, he was, he was done. And the Reds relied on him a lot. Yeah, they did. I went to the game, um, and, so I went to the last one game of the year against the Pirates. Mm-hmm. They brought Diaz in the eighth. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's going to go get like a two-inning two save. We're going to be good here. It's, it's cool. Mm-hmm. He, they took, they brought Jabot in the pitch tonight. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, he's obviously the core. Like he's, he's the centerpiece of the bullpen. And rightfully yeah. so. And, you know, you mentioned solo all-star was definitely relied on a lot this year. But knowing you have that, knowing that you have this guy that's like, I know I can rely on him 
90 mm. percent of the time to get three outs maybe that's an exaggeration because it's baseball right. but good amount of the time they get the three outs i need them to get i feel like if you're like a, a guy who when these kind of these situations come up where they can have additional players but additional bullpen spots come up we're gonna get to a couple names later um one of them if they for sure were to sign i'd be pissed off about it because i'm all for team spending money and make the team better but one of these names i'm like please don't um <laughs> it is not trevor bauer don't worry guys i'm not ever gonna mention we, we're past that train we're past, yeah. that. We're past um, that train. but i feel like when you looked at like when chapman was so dominant in 2012 mm -hmm. it was like well there was sean marshall was there john the trader for jonathan broxton you were like all right cool like those are our three dudes yeah. um so it's gonna be really fascinating but yeah um i'm so excited to see how alexis diaz continues to get better because he was the guy at the beginning of the year. Everyone was like, maybe they'll trade him. Like, yeah. maybe maybe they'll trade him to the Mets or somebody, and he'll, he can go like fill in for Edwin while Edwin's out. And I was like, maybe Edwin wants to come here and pitch right. for a better, yeah, you know, pitch Ex for a better exactly. team. Exactly, exactly. And I and and I, and you know, the good thing about Alexis Diaz is that he has already shown and proven that he's got the stuff to get people out. Um, and it'll be the Reds' job to to put other people around him in order so that he can come in and actually, you know, pitch, pitch a little less, but get quality outs and get quality saves like he's been able to do. You know, the best part when the Reds are good, like you said, when you had Chapman and Broxton and those guys around him that were able to get those eighth inning outs or or possibly even save you from having to go in to do, you know, to, to get a save and, and use him, use different people on different nights it saves that guy and it, and it only helped Chapman that year to stay strong and be competitive every, every outing. So it'll yeah. be up to the Reds to bring somebody in to be like, okay, Alexis Diaz is great, but we can't, you know, we can't have him gassed at the beginning of September when we're starting to make a run. We need to have guys around him to be able to get outs when we need to, if he needs a day or if he needs a night off or needs whatever, we got to have other guys that can get outs. Wasn't it like July that year when Chapman gave his first run? It was something yeah. insane. Maybe middle yeah, it of was, June. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. It was early July, I think. Like it was. It was <laughs> insane. insane. It was. Yeah, he was just lights out. Yeah, Sydney S. of Hunter Strickland available. As a matter of fact, Spot Track does have him listed currently as an unrestricted free agent. Um, Ooh. No, we did that before. <laughs> Good. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the current person wearing fifty four, Colin Calgill, was more act was more was better for the Reds than uh, Hunter Strickland was wearing fifty four last year. So, yeah. um, but we're saving that for Sonny Gray when he comes back next year, right? So, Yay. yeah. Hey, uh, speaking into existence, Tim. Speaking into existence. That's what we do here. What I try to do. You want to see the funniest list of the bullpen for the twenty twenty three season? <laughs> All these guys made appearances for the Reds this year. Let's just go through the list, shall we? Sure. Number one, Ricky Karcher. Well, legendary all-time Ricky Karcher. He may only have one appearance ever in the majors, but we will never, ever, ever forget the night. It's like the 18-inning game in Philadelphia when Wilson <laughs> Valdez was the pitcher for the Phillies that got the win. That's what yep. the Ricky Karcher night's going to be like in, in Kansas sure City. Was. Yeah. It was magical magical it was and, it was magical and topped off icing on the cake just the post-game press conference of with uh jim day the post-game interview yeah. with jim day when he freaking <laughs> says when he just goes holy shit you see jim shit, day <laughs> all time all time oh, man. Uh, alec mills pitched i think a game for the reds this year 
Randy Wim, Michael Mario, Jake Wong, Joel Kunal, Chasen Shreve, Tony Santion, Connor Overton, Levi Stout, Silvino Bracho, Alan Busevich, Eduardo Salazar, Casey Legamina, TJ Anton, and Kevin Hergit. All made, I think, I think this is like when I did the, when I put this together, it was like very, very small amounts of appearances for this Reds bullpen this year. Um, how many of these names do you think we will remember in four years? Take Anton out of it and take Carter out of it because that will be that'll live on forever. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a rough list, man. That's a really rough list. Yeah. Tony Santion, I'll remember because he was pretty decent. His one year he was actually in the on the team in 2021. Um, before they made all the changes as far as like you know defense and mm-hmm. stuff but yeah other than that i don't know joel Kudel has a name that kind of sticks in my brain because i don't know any better and i play immaculate grid too much um connor <laughs> overton will always remember for this two great starts against the pirates in 2022 um levi stout i think will probably be more i know carrick's in the chat and so he could probably tell more than i can but i could definitely see him kind of getting more of a starting role in louisville next year um, because that's you know, he did come up and make a couple starts this year as a spot starter for the team. Um, Silvino Braccio was like a guy they just couldn't quit. It was like anytime they needed a needed an arm to come up, they called him. Uh, same with Busevich, and then I don't think I'm saying his name right. And I like Casey Legamina, I do like him, I think he's pretty decent. But yeah, that's a list, man. That is a list. <laughs> uh, a who's who, yeah. I mean, we've had these in the past. So, like, like what was it last year? They had pretty similar kind of like a revolving yeah. door of like WTF guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that also, <clears throat> when we look at everything big picture, got to give some props, right? This team won eighty two games. Yeah, with that was a was one day away from making the playoffs. I mean, yeah, that made it. We didn't know our fate until one sixty one. So, I mean, we battled through. With yeah. with a who's who of relievers. <laughs> yeah. Man. Like probably 14 guys that couldn't pick out of a police line. <laughs> and I, I mean I, I watched I'd say I watched about 159 of those games. So I I mean that's it's pretty wild. Um yeah. Carrick says he thinks Stell ended up as a reliever. Not sure if they move him this year though. I could see that. Um yeah. that's one of the things I was gonna bring up here as well. So here's the salary situation. For everyone. So pre-arbitration as far as guys who made a pitch appearance to the bullpen. So Alexis Diaz, Sam Mole, Ian Jabot, Daniel Dorte, Casey Legamina, Reaver San Martin, Lion Richardson, Levi Sell, all pre-arbitration this year. Alex Young is in arbitration one. TJ Anton and Derek Law in arbitration two, and Lucas Sims in arbitration three. Uh let's talk about Lucas Sims because mm-hmm. this is a guy who definitely I mean, I really like, I think is has been really good for the most part. And I know every bullpen guy kind of goes to that like roller coaster of like being yeah. successful or not. His roller coaster seemed to be pretty lengthy at times it this is. year. Yeah. Um, where are you on him? Because he's obviously going to be the most expensive guy in the pen next year. Um, but I, I, I think he's worth a shot at coming back next year for sure. Yeah. My, my only issue is that. It might be insulting I, I, that I put it that way, actually. But Right. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. Um, I, uh, my only issue with Lucas Sims is, is that I, like, I feel like 
like we're always on that roller coaster and there's there's it's these struggles to be consistent so it's like do you do you pay the money to a guy that struggles to be consistent and the roller coaster is always up and down or do you go out and find somebody that you know can be consistent yeah and that's where i'm kind of at like like if they resign him i won't be mad like I, i'm like okay you resign lucas you or lucas sims I, I think he's you know i think he will do the job but do you is it is it something where you think you can find somebody and pay them the equal amount of money that you're going to pay him, but there's more consistency? Is that out there? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But if they paid him, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. I think Lucas Sims. Uh, I hope that he would be able to get better as as his you know as the more he pitches. Yeah. Um. But but it's like I, I you know, I think it's going to come down to who's available. Um, how much money the Reds want to spend, and if they feel like that number comes in to where they want to spend, then they'll sign him. If not, then I think they can find somebody that could show some more consistency and and uh, move move on from Lucas Sims. Yeah, I'm with you because if you you know there was like stretches where he was really really bad this mm-hmm. year, but this is his last 15 games, his last 15 appearances this season. Yeah, three and zero, a point six eight ERA. Ooh. Got a save in there. Pitched 13 in the third innings. Seven hits, 11 strikeouts, seven walks. Had a, a whip about 1.05. So, yes, yeah, so when you look at that, that's saying, yeah. like, please make sure this guy is a t- uh, you're an extended best passes final arbitration year. Get a two- right. or three-year contract in there. But then you get, like, the Lucas Sims we saw in August where it was right. not very good. Where you um, couldn't buy it out. Yeah. I lean towards this. Um I think he's also one of those guys that probably would not have looked the best if we could pull up the inherited run percentage. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I do agree with that. Like, if he can give us what he showed those last 15 games, and yeah, like absolutely, he's worth it. Yeah. Um, but like we talked about, you know, if we get in August, early September, and he was, you know, boo boo, as we put it. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know, but you know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be like I said, I wouldn't be mad if we did resign him because I do think he has a I mean his potential is there to be a really good reliever if he can just stay consistent. Yeah, and I think um one of the we'll talk about something here in a second, but uh I know Ben Lively kind of got got mm-hmm. options and it looks like but I think that's pretty good news for the Reds that he cleared. So yeah. I could definitely see him probably being in the bullpen next year if he's on the team, uh, which we talked about a little bit last week with the rotation. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think you know Diaz no doubt about it. Obviously, yep. uh, Sam Mole was really, really good. After Absolutely, the really, really good. Um, which I think kind of cancels out the need for Alex Young, though I do think they need another lefty. Alex Young was one of those guys that was very like looked really, really good for a stretch, and then was woof. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you on TJ Antone? Because I think I'm in the market of I believe you give him a shot because of how good he is. Uh, yeah, I, honestly. I, I think you have to give him a shot and give him a full give him a full year uh, of being able to pitch um, just because, you know, he's coming off that surgery. I mean, that, that surgery is a rough surgery for a guy that throws as hard as he does. So yeah. he's coming off that surgery. Uh, he came back, tried to come back this year. You know, I, I think it takes a, a full like year of off season, a full year of all that stuff to fully give yourself back. His stuff is electric. I mean, he, his stuff is electric. 
Yeah, so and I, he I was think really that, good that very short time he was back. On yeah, the this year. yeah. So I, I think that you have to give him the opportunity to come back because his stuff is incredible. And I think that with another full off season, with not being injured and being able to train and and do all the things that he's normally used to doing, I think he could be really good. Yeah, uh, Derek Law. Thanks, we appreciate what you did. I'm very saying that's a yeah. that's a sell for me, player. Same. Um, we talked about Jabot. I think Jabot will be back. Mm-hmm. I do, you know, just because of the situation. Uh, Dater Duarte, I thought was pretty pretty okay for the most mm-hmm. part this year. Um, Reaver, I, I, bro, I can't, I can't see it. I'd say you're on the field for you know a yeah. month and a half consistently. Yeah. I can't say anything. Um, Richardson's a kind of an interesting situation because I could see him kind of you know being a swing guy as well. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, Carrick said earlier, guys, he thinks they're back. I'll pull this up real quick. And I think he's right. Um, Diaz, Fernando Cruz, Angebo, Sam Mall, Lucas Sims. I think yeah, that's, I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't love Angebo as I've been pretty, as I've mentioned many times on this show this <laughs> week. Um, not the most trustworthy guy, but yeah. um, kind of curious to see because I mean, what's, Minor league bullpen guys isn't necessarily something that sounds super sexy, right? Like you're not sure. like, you know, except for Alexis Diaz, of course. Like a role of Chapman came up as a starter in the minors, right. and so there are guys that do it, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are converted starters. So curious to see what that's going to look like. But there's also this possibility. Before we get into this, and anyone gets mad at us, I'm strictly going to say possibility here. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying I would do this. Right. But these are names we've come up in this conversation. So who listen, could go to people, the right? Listen, these are these. This is we're going to preface. These are thoughts are our thoughts. Like, like this is not set in stone. This this is not sent to us by the Reds. We are just right. giving our opinion. And I'm asking for interaction from our listeners. Absolutely. Get their thoughts on it as well. S- speak up. Yeah, so this is the who could go to the bullpen from the rotation this year. Just because guys are coming up. I mean, mm-hmm. we just talked about Chase Petty last week. We just talked about Rhett Louder, Ty Floyd. Like, those dudes are coming up. Mm-hmm. So what's that rotation look like here in a couple of years? And, like, if they sign a guy like we talked about, like, what's that going to look like? So could any could any of these guys go from the bullpen to rotation is probably a better uh, mention. Yeah. So, uh, I see Sydney says Hunter Green is, miss, is uh, missing from switching to the pen. We are just going to go ahead and cancel that conversation out. He got his money. <laughs> He's one of three guys currently on contract for next year. Well, four, technically, if you count Votto and Casale. We'll, we all know how that's going to go. Um, right. I can't imagine a situation where Kirk Casale is back on the big league roster next year. But that's no. a conversation for next week when we do the catchers. Right. Um, all right. So, potential names could go from the bullpen to rotation. Brandon Williamson might just be a situation where there's just too many guys. I think he's a good major league pitcher. I think he was really, really good in stretches this year. I'm a fan of his. Um, for a guy who looked like he kind of had that situation. Yeah. Nick Lodolo, I'm not I am definitely not one who thinks he's gonna end up in the rotation. I mean in, in the bullpen. Too damn mm-hmm. good. I just want him to be healthy because I yeah. think when he's healthy, he's very awesome. Uh Graham Ashcraft, maybe a bullpen guy who can just get a ton of ground ball outs. I think yeah. he's a rotation guy I still, but interesting. This Connor Phillips count out counter Graham Ashcraft on mm. this. And does Connor Phillips become a starter? Because I think Phillips is a starter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, 
like you said, dude, it, there's a lot of arms. I mean, we're, we're going to have to make some moves somewhere. Um, I, yeah, I that's a good one. I yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, and then you got Lion Richardson and Levi Stout. So, depending how that shakes up, it's going to be really, really fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, Carrick says I wouldn't move any of them this year. It just depends on who they sign. Right, and, what and I, like. that's the biggest thing is that seeing if, who we if sign. If they sign, really should be the biggest question. Yeah. You know, but not. Oh, no, that's not what I'm not dogging on the front office. No, nope. I'm just realizing nope. everything we say with Reds fans. Like Twitter is insane now. Like I it can't, is. I can't get listen. on there because yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. We're we're not we're not dogging the front office. We're just we're just stating our opinions, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is this is what we do. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, it does. A lot of it does depend on 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 who we sign and and what kind of moves we make or trades or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of things out there, uh, but I like, you know, I, I think Graham, like Graham Ashcraft, I think is a pretty good option for the bullpen. He's a ki- guy that can give you a long relief stint. Not saying that he's not a, not saying that he's not a rotation guy. I'm not saying that. Right. But I'm saying if you want to move a guy who's going to get you ground ball outs, who can give you two and a half, three innings in a bullpen type situation where you need it, where a guy comes in, say your starter doesn't go as long. You need a guy for the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Graham Ashcraft is perfect. He's going to give you ground ball outs. He's a a converted starter, so he can go long innings, and he's used to having to make pitches more than one time through a batting order. So he's a guy that can get you through. Uh, if you have to use him in long stints, he's a guy that's used to doing that. So I, I think it makes sense if he's a guy that wants to move move to the bullpen. I think it's a good move. Yeah. Um, Ty Floyd. Not saying they will. Not yeah. saying they will. But. Ty Floyd could really be a good bullpen guy for the future. I'm just not. I I, I love that guy. I, mm-hmm. I want to see him pitch every day if I possibly could. But <laughs> that's probably me being selfish. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, of that group necessarily, if they were to do it, I mean, I think Stout and Williamson are the most likely, yeah. if, you know, depending what it is. Um, Williamson's another one, too, though, man. Like, he, he's good. He has, he's, he's got good. really good, he's got really good stuff. He can yeah. get outs. Um, and he's a guy that you can move there. And if you needed a, uh, a guy who, to go two innings and get you six outs, he's a guy that can do that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then here's this. So this is, I know how this is going to go, but again, I pulled up spot track. I went to relief pitchers and clicked unrestricted free agents. And these are names <laughs> that popped up. And just preface uh, that these are guys who are going to be on the market. I'm thousand percent uh, certain that 90% of these guys are probably going to sign back with the team they're currently on, but they're there. Josh Hader, I do not want. I would not. I'm like, look, I am team spend money. I am team improve your team. I am all that. Do not spend 18 million on Josh Hader. Oof. Do not. Oof. Please don't. Um, Chapman, of course, we talked about that all year, so I had to throw that out there. Um, Shitaro Fujinami, I think the Orioles will keep, but that'd be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> to have that guy in our fin? Uh, Chris Stratton, who was traded for by the Rangers uh, from St. Louis this year. I like him a lot. Uh, Brian Shaw from the Tigers pitched for the Indians for a little while. Zach McAllister has kind of been, you know, pitch for the Yankees this year. Daniel Norris, I, I'm definitely not excited about. Um, and then yeah. Dylan Floro. And then, I mean, there's other guys out there. I really, really don't want 
like Craig Kimbrell, though he's pitched really well for the Phillies. It's just 20 million when you have Alexis Diaz already just seems stupid. It's yeah, a lot. Um, but, you know, spot track's not always spot on either with their AAV. Um, but so I'll go ahead and pull this up again here just so we can kind of get an idea of who else is out there. Uh, possibly because if, you know, their teams get to them. But of course, I want Chapman for the sake of, I think just that lefty to kind of be there in front of what, uh, in front of Diaz will be awesome, but whatever. Um, <laughs> relief pitchers. Give me a second to do this whole thing. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the same thing. All right. So Will Smith will be awesome, but I think Texas is going to keep him. Um, David Robertson, maybe you can convince the Yankees to not give him money because the Yankees are a shit show right now. Yeah. Uh, Drew Pomeranz, interesting. Matt Moore, meh. Yeah. Uh, Ian Kennedy, definitely not. Yeah. Jorge Lopez, not bad. Um, and then, let's see. <laughs> Chad Green. I wanted Chad Green really bad for, like, ever. And then he was pretty stinky this year. So Yeah. But he's got a club option for 9 mil. Um, yeah, so... Craig Kimbrell this year. Actually, okay. Will Smith AAV is 6.5 mil. If there was not an Alexis DS, I would love that. Um Rodas Chatter saying 7.1. I doubt the Reds pay that for a setup guy. Um yeah. but Chris Stratton looks a little interesting. Brett Suter, 2.9. Might do that. Oh wow, that's not bad. Might do that. I don't want Jordan Hicks. They're saying Buck Farmer is gonna get 5.3 next year. What? That's the AAV for Buck Farmer on Spot Tracks. Wow. I uh, no, no. Wow. If it is, I hope it's not here. No disrespect to Buck. You're a nice guy, but you, you cool and all. But five point three mil for Buck Farmer. Yeah. Nah, it's a hard pass for me, Playboy. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> oh, here's a funny name that popped up. Archie Bradley. Former Red for yeah. the COVID season for, I don't know what, six outings. But yeah. a guy, people were very upset when the, when they, when he moved on. What did they have for his AAV? They don't have an AAV. They don't him. have one for him. Yeah, yeah, they don't have one. And then uh, Sydney asked earlier, um, yes, Hunter Strickland is listed on here. Would you be open? He's got a player option with the Mets for 6.8. So he's probably going to pick it up, but I'm sure the Mets will probably try to finagle that. Would you be open to Adam Adovino? Mm. Look, we're just spitballing names at this point, guys. We know that like this is very unlikely. So, uh, Will they have his AAVS? Um, 4.6, looks like. Mm. Really? Dude, you know who I would kick the tires on? I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. Give me Joe freaking Kelly. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that guy's going to muck it up with anyone. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care at all. I would like Andrew Chafin <laughs> if the Brewers don't pick, pick his option up because he's got a sweet, sweet, sweet mustache. Yeah. Ooh, Chad Green at $2.4 million. Is a little more enticing. Whoa. Well. 
But, you know, the bullpen's probably where you can kind of get, you know, the best situation of guys for a little money. Um, right. So, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I agree with what Carrick said earlier. So, if there's five guys there, you got, you know, we're looking at probably two or three additional players that they could possibly put on here. Um, I think Chapman's probably a little out of the tax bracket for the situation for what other things they might do. Uh, especially yeah. if they do kind of ex- extend any of these guys that they're discussing, uh, any of the Ellie's and McLean's and things like that. Um, but Andrew Chafin, 3.5 mil, maybe hmm. 33, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, good friend, Justin Wilson, poor guy. I like Justin Wilson when he was here. thought he was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of names though. Uh, Matt Barnes for the Marlins. 2.7 liked him with boston he's only 33 yeah but i'm in joe kelly all right who's with me joe kelly is <laughs> dude see joe kelly throwing a high heater at a pittsburgh pirate let's go <laughs> oh, oh, ben. ben let's let's go you're speaking, hey listen you're speaking joe kelly's all in let's go yeah <laughs> yeah so what if he's a former cardinal we can move on uh, yeah, I, I'm good. I'll never forget when he was pitching for the Dodgers and he struck out the Astros. And as he was walking off the mound, he looked at them and like stuck his tongue out at them. I was like, oh, yeah, my man, <laughs> my man. Yeah. Uh... All right. So that wraps up the bullpen next week. We're just going to go around the horn. So next week we'll get, we'll, we'll go through the catching position, which I know is already set in stone, uh, but we'll kind of just discuss that. But Next week's our Halloween episode because, you know, it's that time of the year. So, Ben, I'll ask you how we should do our special Halloween segment. Would you prefer we go, A, what Reds player is most likely to dress up as what Halloween costume? Or, B, comparing Reds players to Halloween candy. So, who would be the almond joy of the group? Oh, I I like that one. Hmm. I like that mm. one. Let's let's do the let's do the candy comparison. All right, all right. Next, weekend, uh, I'm in for that. Next Sunday night. Um, I also do want to go ahead and get a heads up and get this out there. I did get approval for uh, the Sunday night of the Bengals Bills game for us not to be on air because we would have no one here. We'd probably lose good, money that night. Good call. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, good call. So I told gonna... you we should have did a pre-recording and just. <laughs> yeah, so Look, we're... we're coming back with the Drew Stubbs interview. From there <laughs> we go. <laughs> Yeah, if I was like better at editing, I would do like a best of for the oh, year. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, because I would lo- I would love to chop up the Drew interviews and the Jumbo interview. Oh um, yeah. But yeah, so November second, we would know that's not the date, is it? Hold on. I don't know. Sydney said she She should know. November fifth. Fifth. There you go. Yeah, we will not be here that day. We're gonna take that night off and replenish. I think the World Series is over that week anyway. So mm-hmm. perfect. Um, well, I think other than that, Ben, I think we might be able to wrap this one up. Yes, sir. All righty. So first off, thanks everyone for hanging out and all your insight. We definitely appreciate it. We love you guys. Please preference again, make sure if you listen to this later, do not tweet at us yelling at us. We said, are these possibilities? We did not say these were going to happen. We don't want to hear it. Nope, not at all. But if you want to say, I enjoyed the conversation. It was very insightful. We do appreciate that. Yeah, let us know. 
So uh, if you're not, if you are listening or watching on YouTube and you have not subscribed to us yet, please do. Boomed, boomed in subscribers this week, Benny. Boomed. Yes, I saw that. Holy mackerel! It was awesome. Yeah, shout out Joe from the Bengals show and all his hard work making that happen. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, so before we do get out of here, let's see what's going on here at the Riverfront. It is that time of the year as so we're getting ready for college basketball. So be sure you're checking out Riverfront U. Uh, NBA Friday has been really fun the first two weeks as a passion project show. People are digging it. So I like it. Once football season's over, I'll get you over to hang out. Oh, yeah, man. Can't wait. My headphone wire just went out. <laughs> we got all this time without any technical issues. We got to the yeah. 48th minute. Hey! 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 Old friend 48 minutes. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, so we'll be doing that. Ryan's going to have an update on uh, UC's uh, loss to Baylor this week. Maybe talk a little bit about Big 12 Media Day. Um, <laughs> yowza. And I will be starting pretty soon with the getting ready for the Xavier basketball season. So, oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, on behalf of Ben, this is Tim Daniel. Make sure you're checking us out. Make sure you're checking out the Riverfront Primer on Friday with Chad and Nate as they answer all your other questions about the offseason um, and sometimes do it with Anchorman quotes. That was a good episode. I liked it. Um, (laughs) Joe and Greg should be back this week, getting you guys ready for the Bengals Niners fiasco. Not excited about that game. It's not going to go. It's not going to be very fun. It's going to be pretty painful. Um, But (laughs) thank you guys. Have a good week. We'll see you soon. See you guys.